Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. That is one of the most outrageous, insulting, ignorant, and foolish things you've ever said. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he... Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. C, senior. Dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels. The Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound, where we're mostly uh, safe from the uh, the COVID. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Xi Jinping, dictator of China. All right. China on the march. How about that music, Michael? It's an intermation party. You say China's on the march. Oh, yeah. Ascendant, aggressive, fearless. So what's the headline today? That is the headline. That's right, sir. I talked to it. Say, play it again. Play it again. China is asshole. That's right. That's your headline. The uh, (laughs) subhead is we've ordered them to close their consulate in Houston, Texas for thieving and spying. Like, um, so they thieving more in Texas? I mean, why, why the consulate in Houston, Texas, as opposed to any other city, or all of them? It is not entirely clear. The statements by the uh, State Department have been uh, fairly uh, opaque. So is it sort I of I have a, them in front of me. But it was it sort of, because I, I read the whole story and I couldn't figure out why the Houston consulate. Why not all of them? Why not a different city? It, it must be some sort of, you know what you did. You know why it's Houston. Yeah, it's got to be one of those. I suspect that's true, yeah. I mean, it's conceivable. There's, I don't know. Maybe they, they wanted the real estate to put in a park in Houston. We're looking for an excuse. Uh, but no, I suspect there was something specific going on in Texas. And China has uh, fired back with it uh, some strong language of their own, which uh, no, you know gets please. back gets back to more to the fact that we are in a cold war with China. 
and it is fully on. We got some more stuff a little bit later about the NBA and its relationship with China. A senator came out yesterday and uh, blasted the NBA for continuing to make money off of a company that does this and that while lecturing us all on how we ought to live. Yeah, no kidding. Lecturing um, us on the evil United States. Right. Sick of it. I'm really, really sick of it. Uh, anyway, more on that later. And um, boy, Kanye out with some tweets and statements. That poor guy is severely off the rails. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't see the latest ones. But. Oh, oh yeah. He's he's completely around the bend now. Um, He's he's uh, he's feeling threatened by his own wife and called. What did he call uh, Kim's mom? Kim Jong Un. Uh, Chris yeah. Jung, Chris Jung, yeah. I think uh, fair criticism. <laughs> <Really>. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, Kim Kardashian is you know, and I'm not into uh, I'm not into celebrity news that much, but um, it's kind of an interesting thing where you got uh, at, at what point do you try to do whatever you can do legally to get somebody you know put away to make them take their medicine. He legendarily stops taking his medicine on a regular basis. He's bipolar. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've, I've known people with that problem. I don't know if Kim Kardashian can work any levers that most of us can't work. I would think she could. Well, yeah, but uh, tweeting crazy stuff to me. Yeah, I mean, if he's chosen to take the roller coaster ride and he's not physically hurting anyone, uh, you know, you could suggest that some of his outrageousness is is harming his family, but... If saying stuff that hurts people's feelings in the family is reason to involuntarily commit somebody, well, then things <laughs> that's that's too low a standard in my world. Well, that would get a little ugly. Yeah, in a lot yeah. of families, uh, he claimed he's trying to divorce Kim Kardashian, while also accusing. How hard do you got to try? <laughs> while also in uh, accusing Chris of uh, her mom of engaging in white supremacy in his latest rant. Oh boy. Okay, now it's on. I've been trying to get divorced since Kim met with Meek at the Waldorf for prison reform. Apparently referring to Meek. Another rapper. Meek, who, Meek Mill, I believe, is who he is referring to there. Uh, but anyways. Uh, and yes, another rapper. His yes. wife, Kim Kardashian, had been talking to him about the prison reform thing that she's into. Anyway. Uh, nobody's. And does he suspect that she, uh, I don't know, freed his unit from the prison of his pants or what? I guess. Okay. Be kind of like when 50 Cent, did you follow that, Sean, when 50 Cent tweeted at Will Smith, how come you let that guy break your woman's back? <laughs> and Will Smith tweeted back at 50 Cent, F you, 50. <laughs> now, now that's a rap war. <laughs> wow. Just a good old-fashioned F you. Wow. I've never heard that term, it, it, break it, your woman's back. You know, it's funny. Uh, it, when you said, I'm not that into celebrity news, I was thinking, I could not care less about any celebrity news. But I did happen <laughs> to see the headline that Jada Pinkett Smith has uh, admitted to cheating on Will. Well, on we, the Fresh Prince. Well, the, the guy on the other side, the cheater, had come out <laughs> and talked about it. And everybody's mm. wondering, why did you do that? I mean, apparently, Will Smith's wife went through a little separation thing, and she had a Sorry fling that. while that was happening. But nobody knew about it, you know. And then, and then you just you move on. Who was this cad who who dared uh, impeach the lady's honor? Some I, musician that yeah, I, I hadn't heard of. I, I don't know celebrities enough to care, but yeah. um, yes. But he came he came forward and, and said it publicly, so the press went wild. And then then you know it's like oh why well, you why well, you got to do that? I mean you know. 
And then 50 Cent. Then 50 Cent. Not helpful at all. 50 Cent texts Will Smith and something like, hey, Will, what's going on over there? And Will Smith, hey, 50, good to hear from you. And they have a little chatting. Yeah. And 50 Cent says out of nowhere because this was screen captured. <laughs> Why you let that guy break your woman's back? <laughs> F you, 50. <laughs> now oh. the end of the texting. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's, that's oh, oh. Whatever happened to good manners? Huh? <laughs> exactly. Whatever happened to the high road? Nobody's on the high road. You can go 150 miles per hour if you want. Nobody's driving on it. So you say that Kanye stuff still doesn't rise to the level of you get to incarcerate him or whatever? Uh, no, but saying his, his mother-in-law's a monster. But what if you're, what if you're his wife, and, and if this is the case... You've been trying to divorce me for years. We, we were perfectly fine as of like last Friday when you went on this crazy rant. Yeah. We've never tried to abort any kid. We planned this out, which is what she's saying. Yeah. Um, uh, that I would be pretty worried yeah. if my wife was doing that. I think we, she, she's in a dangerous situation. Right. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, okay. Um, that's, that's pretty crazy. I'll grant you that. I know people deal with that all the time. And generally, there's not much you can do. Anyway. Yeah. Well, and he, he called out the mom. Wise, wise Christian man once told me. <laughs> A sage told me many, many years ago. I can't remember if I read it or it was a conversation, but said, guys, your wife can rag about her mom, can just say all sorts of terrible stuff. Don't for a single second agree with her or say anything similar. Never impugn your wife's mother, no matter what she says. Trust me, she will turn on a dime and say, what are you saying about my mother? Got to be careful. What if you say to your wife something like, uh, you're becoming your mother? or uh, uh, Don't do that either. Well, I just... I, <laughs> I found that out. I, 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 I oh, would geez. grab an, uh, an apartment hunter guy on your way out the door. <laughs> And, you know, referring to your, your mother-in-law as uh, Chris Jong-il, yeah. for instance. That's that's rough. Get used to watching your clothes burn, I think would be a good idea. <laughs> anyway, let's introduce everybody on the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, doing well. My fiancé and I are getting ready to send out the official invitations for uh, the wedding. But we do have a backup date. Uh, we had to go with, you know, keep costs down. So keep Christmas morning uh, free, guys. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, 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 golly. They don't charge much on Christmas morning to get married. No, so that's fantastic. No. That's a good idea right there. You know, as a bitter and lonely empty nester, Michael, I can make it. I'll be there. <laughs> I got nothing else to do. Um, there is Positive Sean, who's actually attended Kanye West concerts, where he just walks out, sits down the mic, and storms off stage. So. It's still one of the greatest concert experiences of my lifetime. It was you know phenomenal. and. And I understand. And you uh, got to bed early. <laughs> I, yeah, it was great. For my schedule, it was perfect. But I, I must, the caveat of, in the radio industry, you have access to, to tickets. These weren't great tickets, but I got in for free. I fully understand the frustration of people who shelled out actual money to go see him rant for 10 minutes and then, ah, I'm out, and just run off stage. Yikes. And that was several years ago, and he, you know, nobody incarcerated him then, and he's been fine. He hasn't hurt himself or anything like that or anybody else. So there you go. How are you this morning, Sean? You're done? I, I, I could talk about yeah. how golf is a cursed game, but I, I feel like uh, people already know. We'll that. have to ask you about that True later. Enough. That's a good one. Yes, that's a relatable for many, many people. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Wednesday, July the 22nd, the year 2020. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. To the show, then. To the show, precisely according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. It will probably, unfortunately, get worse before it gets better. Something I don't like saying about things. 
was seen as a bit of a bombshell yesterday in the press conference since uh, Trump has been sort of relentlessly optimistic about the coronavirus uh, to try to keep uh, you know people positive and the economy going and everything like that to say sure. it's going to get worse before it gets better. I can tell you that. So uh, hmm. anyway, more on that later. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice, actually. Uh, I, I'm sensing a rise in intensity. Among the folks. That's what we need. Yeah, I know. I know. But uh, I've been thinking, can we just ratchet it up a couple more notches? Yeah. Uh, well, the, the, the wise, the kind, the mellow Armstrong and Getty audience is just, there's a whole lot of I've had enough. Okay, I'll be interested on. to see what they've oh, had enough of. Yes. Hopefully it's not us. <laughs> Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Stay tuned. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If you vacation in Uzbekistan and get coronavirus, they'll pay you $3,000. Right? That's nice. They're telling you you're not going to get the vid here. Come see beautiful Uzbekistan. Or if you do, you get 3000 with beauty is their new uh, slogan. It's not actually, but it should be. If the Uzbekis would like to hire me as their minister of tourism, I would be delighted to consider the post. I could use a change because the news is wearing me out. Yeah, well, you got to stop doom scrolling. It's hard not to doom scroll. I mean, you have to work at it. What if there's nothing but doom? Right. I'm not seeking out doom. It's just like every headline everywhere. Oh, we're closer to war with China. COVID's getting worse. Economy's getting worse. Nah. People hate each other more than they have in the past. Hmm. Kanye's marriage is crumbling. <laughs> Mailbag. Freedom-loving quote of the day today from Thomas Sowell. What do you call it when someone takes someone else's money openly by force? Robbery. What do you call it when a politician takes someone else's money in taxes and gives it to someone who is more likely to vote for him? Social justice. Hey, no. There you go. This is, uh, this is crazy. Dr. Brian... Wrote us a note this morning, just very, very recently, read my mind. I, for the first time in ages, just turned off the news on my way to work. Turned it off. Went with music. Couldn't take it anymore. I was in a neighbor's house last night, writes Dr. Brian. They had the alphabet news on. There's a piece about the Portland riots. All they mentioned was Trump sending in federal agents, weapons being used against the protesters, and the mayors said that they didn't want federals in their city. Nothing about them trying to burn the building. The protesters showing the weapons the Fed used had this big black mask on, but no questions about why he was hiding his face. No questions about what the protesters wanted. Nothing. Just Trump attacking protesters. It's blanking, pissing me off. I had exactly the same experience this morning, listening to NPR and CNN and all sorts of places. And listen, it's okay to have a point of view. I have a point of view. But they were talking about the Portland thing and never mentioned that the federal courthouse is about to be burned down and the local authorities are are unwilling to do what it takes to protect it. I've come across two feeds now, I think, where they talk about the peaceful protests before midnight and then how it switches to violent protests after midnight and it's Mm -hmm. a different crowd and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, They do both ends of it, but only two. Most of them have picked one side or the other and and declare it to be all of that. Unbelievable. Either all uh, violent protest or all peaceful protest. Right, right. 
Ben writes, I'm very interested in this theory that the president has no authority to respond to violent riots in American cities, particularly around federal property, but apparently should announce a nationwide mask mandate and enforce it. Yeah, David French weighed in on his column in the dispatch yesterday because he's a lawyer about the legality of what Trump did, and apparently he does have a great deal of uh, latitude when it comes to federal buildings and sending people in. We can talk more about that later. Right. Again, the specifics of the the conduct, the tactics, whatever. You want to have a discussion of that? Fine. We should have a discussion about that. But the just flaming dishonesty of virtually the entire news media these days it's just, well, it's blank and pissing me off, to quote uh, Dr. Brian. Brian? Brian. Yes. Moving along. Dr. Brian, Brian, Brian? Uh, I was asking. <laughs> uh, Jody in beautiful Gold Canyon, Arizona, uh, writes uh, that, uh, is that uh, Jody uh, fella or, or woman? Please stop using gender language. <laughs> Jody, whoever Jody is, uh, disconnected. stop. Oh, why does he sound so winded? Oh, please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. <laughs> I can't get through the sentence. I'm out of gas. I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, Jody um, uh, canceled cable and is just going with a, a nice antenna and and says, if you don't get cable news, you don't even get a moderate viewpoint in news coverage or commentary, and it's very frustrating. It really scares me that people who get the news via antenna are being spoon-fed the left's agenda with no right or even center alternative. I wish uh, Fox News could broadcast over the air to get some truth out there. Seems to me there'd be a huge market for a conservative station in the greater Phoenix metropolitan area. Yeah, about, you would think so. I, I actually wonder this as somebody's in the business. Is there a market or will there be a market at some point for for news organizations that really, really, really try to be even-handed? Or is there just no win in that game? There is a market for it. How big it is is difficult to say. You're, but you're competing for the same revenue streams as the places that don't play by that game, and you're going to get crushed in ratings yeah. and advertising. Like right. you're just not going to compete. It, it reminds me very much of what we've criticized Facebook and other social media for the way they've figured out the, the neurology of human interest, and they are tricking our brains. The the clickonomics Sean talks about. They know what words and phrases get people fired up or, or afraid or, or get their attention. Maybe short. some billionaire has to come forward and put it on as just like a philanthropic effort. Like, to uh, get it started. Like William F. Buckley ran the National Review for decades, never made a profit. It was mm-hmm. just to get out the political point of view he believed in. It was never going to make money. Right, right. And you have to get donations. You know, that's an interesting question. Uh, there are outlets that are trying to do that, certainly conservative outlets. Um, and, and I'm sure there are some out there that are trying to do good old fashioned, old school balanced reporting, but man, they're not getting a lot of attention these days. I'd say bear does it every night. We'll bring you more next Armstrong and Getty. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you, but consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U S That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats 
even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. There's been a 60% increase in people eating morning lasagna. Check this out. A 550% increase in women named Karen going by their middle name. There's an 80% increase in rooting for the sharks during Shark Week. (laughs) Hey, 75% increase in board game-related stabbings. A 600% increase in adults overheard yelling, Hope your haircut was worth it, Dad. Jeez. (laughs) So what what was that? That was Conan O'Brien, obviously. (laughs) That was funny. There's too many COVID stats. And he said, as as, as an example, look at these ones I found. That is ironic. 500% increase in women named Karen going by their middle name. <laughs> oh, that's funny. People rooting for the sharks. Hope your haircut was worth it, Dad. Oh, my gosh. 
On the COVID front, the president said, well, play the opening clip again, Sean. This is what the president said yesterday at the beginning of the first COVID press conference in months, and he did it solo. It will probably, unfortunately, get worse before it gets better. Ah. Something I don't like saying about things. I didn't like hearing it. And uh, he's got the latest, greatest stats, you know, behind closed doors that, you know, that they can't even come forward with yet. Um, that's that's troubling. Now, the New York Times does a 14-day rolling average. Cases are up 32%, but deaths are now up 64%. It certainly does look like deaths were a trailing indicator for that case surge nationwide that we had a couple of weeks ago, and the deaths are starting to catch up to it. Yeah, yeah um, maybe not as bad as in the first days, but bad enough. It's up 64%. We had our first uh, day where we crossed 1,000 yesterday. People like round numbers. But, uh, yeah, it's going to get worse before it gets better, the president says. And he wouldn't say that. The kind of guy he is, there's no upside for him saying that unless he's trying to, you know, get people prepared for certain expectations so, you know, the economy doesn't crumble more or whatever. There are a number of uh, aspects of the president's personality that are more or less opposite of the way I was raised. Um uh, which is one of the reasons he drives me crazy sometimes. And and one you don't tan near as much. Well, no, no, I, I I'm I'm fine with the color I am. Um, but you haven't of, married a single Russian supermodel. I have for the entirety, practically the entirety of our careers, believed best to under promise and over deliver, not constantly be making rosy, you know, wildly optimistic uh, predictions. And and I think, you know, Trump has tripped himself up by doing that over and over again, particularly on the pandemic. So I don't mind him saying I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. I just want the facts. If that's what he and his team believe, tell us that. It's going to get worse before it gets better. So we're we're not uh, we're not down at the bottom ready to climb up the hill. No, not our not only are we not out of the woods, I can't even see the edge of the woods. Probably a killer clown there, as we know. <laughs> wow, on top of the COVID, I hope he's wearing a mask. The so, killer clown. Well, the cl- of course the clown's wearing a mask. The U.S. military's infection rate has tripled over the past six weeks. Does China look at that tripled? and Tripled? Does China look at that and think, okay, their military's got the COVID. Fantastic. Interestingly enough, the WAPO uh, is, uh, has uh, done a story on the, the states and their compiling of uh, COVID statistics. Uh, An analysis has been done, apparently uh, the first comprehensive review of COVID-19 data that all 50 states in Washington, D.C. are using to make decisions about, you know, mask wearing, opening schools, businesses, all of this stuff. Um, And with few common standards, the data are inconsistent and incomplete, according to a New York nonprofit led by Tom Frieden, who used to run the CDC. Some essential information that would show response effectiveness is not being reported at all. Only two states report data on how quickly contract, contact tracers were able to interview people. Not a single state reports on the turnaround time of diagnostic tests. Uh, really? Yeah. Week-long waits for results, hobble efforts to track real-time virus spread, and make contact tracing almost irrelevant. My niece, who just spent seven nights in the hospital, which, as you know, in the modern world, you got to be pretty sick to spend seven nights in the hospital because they want you out of there. And she was a previously healthy, robust young person, yeah, correct? Yeah, 18-year-old with no yeah. health problems, yeah. um, had been uh, in contact with somebody who had COVID. Well, they tested her a couple of times, but... A couple of the tests were the mouth test, and then they did the nose jabbering test where they jab it up your nose, and mm-hmm. it took, I think, five days to get the results back. Yikes. That's for a long time. For somebody who's in the hospital, Good and they Lord. can't figure out what's wrong. 
Yeah. That, I thought I would have really bet anyone money that five months into this, depending on how you measure it, we're six months into it. I, I thought we'd all have a test everywhere we wanted, anytime we wanted by now. Mm-hmm. Like well, I could get one on the way home. Well, I'm told I can in my county. No appointment, no symptoms, fine, no problem. But my daughter, who was exposed to the vid, uh, got an appointment where she lives in Virginia, and uh, and she went and it took four hours. She sat there for four hours waiting in her car with a okay for some reason. And she said there were only like five cars ahead of her. Four hours. Right. And listen, That's terrible. <clears throat> this absolutely does not excuse the horrific job that the media is doing, just reporting the scariest thing they can come up with all the time. But Tom Frieden said during a news briefing, uh, states around the country have done good work. Um, he blames a lack of national leadership on setting the standards. But he says... Uh, <clears throat> we don't have common standards, definitions, targets, or accountability. As a result, despite a tsunami of data points, the U.S. is flying blind on the actual risk and the effectiveness of the response. <clears throat> so, yeah, every time the media reports a rise in cases or, or what have you, they're just there's no perspective. There's no way to process it. Well, and if we could somehow get off this obsession that Dr. Fauci has talked about himself of the uh, the personalities, the soap operas. Dr. Fauci said this. Hey, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Trump, uh, President Trump said this about you. What do you think? If they could get away from that game and spend their investigative time drilling down on where are the holdups and testing and all these different things in cities, counties, states, federal level, everywhere, figure all that out. That'd be way more useful yeah. to the country than the, the personality fights. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather have the Republicans in charge than, than the Democrats. That's the way I swing. But I absolutely want the administration held to account. they got to do a good job. You can't worship your side. You have to make them better. Uh, one more note. Uh, this was posted by a friend. Uh, as I drove to my dental appointment this morning, I looked around and asked myself, why? Why do people who who walk down the street or drive a car by themselves wear a mask? In the car. Why are some stores open and others aren't? Why can professional athletes get tested every few days when most Americans can't get tested at all? Why can professional athletes play sports but not our youth? Uh, why can professional athletes touch the same ball but golfers can't touch the flag? Why can't a bar be open and serve people outside like a restaurant? Why can't we eat inside of a restaurant but we go inside a store to shop? Why are we allowing these uh, blankety-blank politicians to ruin these businesses and people's lives because they want to win an election. Um, I then, liked his, uh, his going around the gas lamp in uh, San Diego, the whole because everything closes at 10. Somebody saying, you know, the virus uh, comes out after 10, so that's why we have to close down at 10, because everybody knows the virus. At 10 o'clock, it really starts to wreak havoc. I, well, have, I have a theory on the why bars can't do the outside stuff like restaurants can. It's because there's no such thing as hamburger goggles. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Speaking if of, there were, I'd have had many unfortunate situations. <laughs> speaking of imbibing alcoholic beverages, which I do not re- recommend, uh, I'm a bit of a wino, a wine enthusiast. And uh, wino, you're not supposed to call yourself a wino <laughs> because you like it's wine. Time to be honest with myself. <laughs> so not only do uh, Judy and I have a number of friends in the wine business, but you know we do we get news from various wineries that we're members of or, or whatever. We have friends in the wine business who cannot pour you wine. They cannot sell you a bottle of wine. You cannot consume any wine at their winery unless you also buy food. 
right. can be a, a hot dog bag of chips. Because as we all know, potato chips have the magical ability to protect you from the vid. Meanwhile, across the county line, other friends with a winery can serve wine, but they absolutely must not serve food under any circumstances. Because as we all know, anybody who serves food is just spitting in it all the time. And trying to spread Just the Just rubbing vid. their COVID on the cheese. And these these places... COVID like it's a cheese spread on the crackers. These two places are like a 20-minute drive from each other. Yeah, these, the, these are our brave and wise defenders in government. What was the theory on the planes that you can't have coffee now? Uh, why is that know. safer? I don't know. Why can you pour a glass of water, but you can't pour a cup of coffee? I don't understand why it's more dangerous. Judy and I ate at an outdoor restaurant last night. Asked for water. They bring water in plastic cups. Right. Because, as we all know, glass is the Chinese devil's tool <laughs> to infect Americans. <laughs> or or something? <laughs> Yeah. The glass, you could wash it. They do. I hope they wash the glasses. And then somebody picks them up with their hand. Just like a plastic and, cup. And brings it to me. What the blank is happening in this country? I don't know. There there does seem to be a belief that if I eat my food with plastic utensils, I'm safer. We. I guess because then if I had the COVID, I'm just throwing them away as opposed to single use is just more sanitary than than reusing in in general. Boy, it would be a marginal difference. Yeah, I yeah, I sure. I I think that is probably true. But in terms of transmitting the vid uh, glasses that are washed in super hot dishwater water, since you don't get that much from touching stuff. Yeah, but. Yeah, I, uh, you know, just then I lost my will to live. (laughs) If you listen back to the podcast, you'll hear about 25 to 30 seconds ago, I lost my will to live. I actually, (laughs) I had a talk with myself before I came in this morning. Wow. To to, to, to not give up, not quit. That didn't last long. Not, well, there are ups and downs, Sean. (laughs) Just so we know, what would quitting look like? Would you uh, just... Would you lie down on the floor and not respond to questions? Oh, no, no, no. I, I would say, thanks, this has been great, and just walk out. <laughs> and go do something else and ignore society for as long as I could. Oh, boy. And I I have a feeling I speak for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, that's that's that whole doom scrolling thing. Um, and there's a limit. There's a limit to the, that the psyche will take. And then you will check out, and that's part part of Putin's goal was, you know, we just all become so frustrated with everything. And cynical. That was pre-COVID, even. Mm-hmm. Cynical and frustrated. You don't know what's true. Everybody, everything's negative, and you just, ah, screw it. Ding! Um, <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people in that place. I don't know. I don't know where, I don't know where it goes from here. Well, we, we have some really interesting stuff for you to talk about today. Yeah, we'll talk about sports in a variety of ways coming up as Major League Baseball kicks off tomorrow, right? It does indeed. The Major League Baseball. And season. the players are kneeling. There, I ruined it. Before we even began, I ruined it. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
be talking about the new tensions, new, new tensions with China uh, to kick off next hour. Big doings, man. We're not even pretending to like each other anymore. Speaking of China, um, so Senator Scott Hawley yesterday. Hawley. Howley? How many H's? Well, it's H A W L E Y, so I don't oh, want it to sound like Holly. It's Howley. Holly. Okay. Um, he said of the NBA getting started back up. Well, Major League Baseball starts tomorrow. When does the NBA start? In a couple of days, right? Uh, I believe tomorrow Any as well. Now. Thursday. I like okay. the way Major League Baseball is presenting it as a 60 day sprint to the title. Every game counts. 60 games? That's a lot of games. That's plenty. That's plenty of games. I don't know if it's a sprint. I mean, it might be about the amount you probably ought to have for a Major League Baseball. NBA has 82, and it seems like an interminable season. So. Right. Um, but anyway, on the uh, the NBA, Scott Howley said yesterday, corporate America and the celebrities that hawk their products have been playing this game for a long time. Talk up corporate social responsibility and social justice at home while making millions of dollars off the slave labor that assembles your products all just to save a few bucks. And there's no doubt that that's going on. And I'm I'm wondering if we'll at some point, uh, you know, you can uh, say the wrong thing and lose your career as the Twitter mob will go wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I was explaining to my wife, something she said five years ago could end my career. Sure. If, if she had tweeted something. Yeah, that was the wrong thing. Um, will we ever get even close to that with any of the big companies that are doing business with, you know, slave labor, promoting slave labor, keeping slave labor alive? Will they ever come under any social pressure? I just wonder if they will. Uh, uh, that's an interesting question. The savage woke crowd doesn't seem to have any interest right. in slavery. They will murder a corporation for, you know, Chick-fil-A saying, hey, we, we believe in traditional marriage over here. Just murder them for that. But but profiting from slavery? No, no interest. Or or, or dealing with all kinds of other co- countries that, that don't allow anything, any gay rights in their countries. Sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think it's, as opposed to being a topic of slavery, I think it's a, the woke crowd seems to be only interested in domestic politics. Just no interest in foreign affairs which is oddly xenophobic and uh racist i don't know i don't know either but anyway um if if chinese people are slaves what do we care kevin whitlock who is a guy i've always been interested in listening to jason jason whitlock why do i keep getting the names wrong anyway jason whitlock is a a black guy reports on sports and always says interesting stuff had this to say about the nba when you look at a lot of resistance to president trump and his America first agenda, you can see it right there in the NBA and with Nike. They have so much interest in the market in China that they've put the uh, goals and the agenda of China ahead of the American agenda. And that's why it's so easy for them to sit on their thrones, smear America, while overlooking the fact that Asian slave labor and the Communist China Party uh, that runs China are using a LeBron James, a Colin Kaepernick, and Nike to smear America. That's well said. Yeah, you've got some of the biggest stars in the game who are uh, getting paid millions of dollars by Nike, making all kinds of comments about how awful America is, but making no comments about how awful China is. Right. So not only are they smearing this wonderful country, which works constantly to to enhance human rights, 
But they're acting as, as PR shills for the communists, for communist right. China. There could be no more evil overlord unless you're working for ISIS. Well, he, and, he, and frankly, ISIS doesn't have nearly the capabilities of China. Jason Whitlock, I think it's him that goes on to say that this is an old game that the communists had played for a long time. The Soviet Union did this. Uh, when we had, uh, you know, so much, uh, social unrest in the sixties around civil rights and everything like that, they would constantly talk about what a racist country we are and how we're all falling apart, ignoring the fact that they had, you know, death camps and gulags with millions and millions of people in it. Right. They could condemn us for that. And some people would play along with that and, and allow if they them to could get a- line up a Jane Fonda or somebody yeah. like that to echo it back to American, uh, Americans. Our own celebrities spouting the Soviet line. They, they exploited that every chance they got. Now we have the same thing coming out of the Chinese. They abuse human rights more than any country on the planet. Yeah. Certainly at a greater scale than any other country on the planet. And pay through Nike and a bunch of other companies that uh, make so much money in China. Are celebrities to badmouth the United States. Mm-hmm. In essence. Help or at the very win. least soft pedal. Oh yeah. Uh, any criticism sure. of that horrific regime. It's uh, it's astonishing to me, the hypocrisy. Uh, there are plenty of folks on the left who've, who've murdered, uh, for instance, the Bush administration for having a relationship with the Saudi Arabians because of their human rights abuses. But when the shoe's anywhere near the other foot, nobody has any interest in talking about it. I just wonder if there will ever be enough pressure that the companies will have to do anything differently. Obviously, it would be a, a huge change in the way you do business. If uh, if if Apple had to get their iPhones made somewhere else, that would be a big deal. Yeah, well, uh, Gordon Chang, I think we have the tape laying around. I heard him talking the other day about uh, he was just laying the wood to Nike and Apple in particular for profiting by. Uh, we'll, we'll play it a little later. I think we're about out of time, but um, profiting through uh, slave labor and and similar practices in China. I'd be all for paying a little more for a lot of products that are better made in some cases iPhones are already well-made. Nikes are already well-made. But there's so much cheap Chinese crap. It's just crap. Well, everybody's yelling about defunding the police. How about we defund the communists? How about that? How about you pay another $35 for your iPhone, another $5 for your shoes or whatever, and defund the communists? Who's with me? (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.